Welcome to another episode of Married with Video Games. I'm your host, Matthew. I'm your host, Christina. And I made my wife play her first JRPG ever, Earthbound. Okay, well, I played Pokemon Yellow. I don't qualify that as a JRPG. That's fine. That's actually tough. It somewhat qualifies. Pokemon Yellow. Is that a JRPG? A it is JRPG. a role-play game. Let's see. That's so... Mm. It was a social JRPG. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah, that's fair. I, I understand how it's a JRPG. It's just so different from like the t- stereotypical where you have like three or four people in a party. Yes. And you all fight at the same time, whereas Pokemon is like an individual and you're swapping, but you are leveling up things. Fair. I stand corrected. I made her play her second (laughs) JRPG ever. This one I enjoyed. I'm going to polarize our audience of, I don't know, 14 people and say, I do not like Pokemon games. I I, mean... I was... After... Here... After All playing six Earthbound, are gone. I know. After playing Earthbound, I think if I got back and like went to the old school Pokemon games, mm-hmm. I would enjoy them more. But when I was ten years old with my Pokemon Yellow Yellow Game Boy Color edition, I did not enjoy it. I played a lot of it. I did did not enjoy it. Maybe I'll have you try it on the Switch and see if you enjoy it or not. Because I own the one Shield, I think, on the Switch. Yes. Yeah, have you try it sometime and see if you enjoy it again. Yeah. It's a little bit different formula. That's Same okay. concept, just your more open maps than normal. Okay. And you see the Pokemon that you're going towards rather than random encounters. Yeah, the random encounters was what got me. And I got a little frustrated at one point with Earthbound, but several points with the random encounters. I'm like, I just want to walk that way and these people keep spawning. Yeah, that is a big J- JRPG yes. trope. Yeah. There's a few of them that um, avoid that and let you see the enemies, which helps a little bit, but that doesn't happen everywhere. And plus, once you beat the area boss, you they run away from you rather than... That is very nice. Very Chase you down the whole time, which is super helpful. Okay, uh, I pulled the synopsis of this game from Wikipedia. We'll go through that real quick, and then we're going to kind of be touch and go. Uh, you guys won't hear them, but there'll be several pauses from our end. We to... have to refresh ourselves. It's been a while since she beat the game. A lot of stuff. We had a wedding and then... We had a wedding in a different state and then uh, COVID hit the household. So that took like two weeks out of us. Not two weeks out of the the house. Uh Yep. But uh, now that no one's listening because you don't like Pokemon. That's true. No one knows I got COVID. I mean, possibly David and Tom. (laughs) And Ben. Ben. He might. Uh, But that's it. Outside of that, we've lost the rest. Yes. Well, thank you for the three people still listening. (laughs) Three people. (laughs) <laughs> so according to Wikipedia, Earthbound chronicles the adventures of Ness, a 13-year-old boy who journeys th- around the world using his PK or PSI, his psychic abilities, to collect eight melodies in order to save the future from an alien of pure evil intending to sent- sentence all of reality to the horror of eternal darkness. Now, very specifically, we played uh, in what's known in Japan as Mother 2, and it is the first of that series to come to the United States in the form of Earthbound. Now, I don't quite remember why they changed the naming and all of that, but they were trying to bring a JRPG over and inc- like 
introduce the the U.S. to that style of gameplay. Like when this game released, it came with a full guidebook inside of it. Uh, it was a big box, the game guidebook, all sorts of cool stuff that came with it. And if you have some of those things, it's a real big collector's item now. If you have a sealed Earthbound, it's a few thousand dollars. I was just about to ask, didn't one sell for a ridiculous amount? Yes, even the gu- if I I had the guidebook and I think I donated it a while ago. Had I known, I think the guidebook alone is three hundred, two three hundred dollars. She's gonna quickly look that up, but uh, real quick, Earthbound released on the SNES. Uh, August 27th, 1994. Uh, and then Christina played it on the emulation version of the Switch. I don't remember when Earthbound was released. It was sometime last year, wasn't it? No, it was just recently. So was it February or March? Probably I know February? it came out and I was playing Elden Ring. And then when I finished that a couple times, you played through Earthbound. Yeah, we've talked about Earth- we talked about Earthbound, I think, in passing on the Elden Ring podcast. Gotcha. Yes. Did you find the price or no? You didn't. Uh... Um, I should have just gone to eBay. Let's see. Um, like forty dollars. Oh, that's not bad. Okay, it was more expensive at one point, but I think there was a hype around it for a little bit. Um, if you have it with the scratch and sniff cards, it's two hundred and sixty. Yeah, I had the scratch. Oh, I mean that's what it came with out of the. Uh... Thing if, if it was okay, sealed. this this one says excellent condition, but missing the scratch and stiff cards, and the it's going for three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, I think it's all over the place. Yeah, three hundred. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. I think it'll most likely sell in that three hundred range. Forty was probably the starting. Forty was probably like a reprint. Oh yeah, that could be it too. I mean, I I remember receiving the game, having no clue what it was, and just playing the life out of it because it was so much yeah, fun. Yeah, you always told me how much you loved this game. I only knew Ness from Super Smash Brothers, and we would always just yell, PK Fire! PK Fire! PK Thunder! PK Thunder! <laughs> uh, okay, so do you have reviews of this game? So I do. It's a fun little caveat uh, on this one as well, kind of like Elden Ring. There is no Metacritic page for Earthbound. It's old. I found an article on Destructoid talking about this that says, If Metacritic had existed when Earthbound launched in 1995, the cult classic RPG would be rocking a 72%. So Frank Cifaldi over at the Video Game Preservation Dump tried to figure out why it quote-unquote failed. Um, and so he said, the biggest takeaway I get slapping on the magazines on my desk and reading them back to back is just how completely offended the critics were by the game's art direction. So Earthbound came out around a time when role-playing games were closely linked to the quote-unquote serious fantasy aesthetic, while the recently released Sega Saturn and PlayStation meant hype was turned toward the new explosion of horrible 3D graphics. The trends led to Earthbound feeling low rent to the handful of critics who wrote on it at that time. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. Yes. I loved Earthbound. Playing Earthbound now in 2022, like it was like I was playing Stardew Valley. Like That is a very popular art style again. Mm-hmm. So it didn't feel dated at all. No. I mean, even looking at that's from the SNES. I don't think they touched anything up. I think no. they emulated it. It looks really good. It does. I looked like so, I was playing Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. It had that 3D aesthetic. I mean, the controls kind of up, down, left, right. You don't really do much diagonal. You can. It just doesn't do much yeah. in that regard. Uh, yeah, art style's great in that game. Yes. Okay. So I do actually have reviews, but that okay. was my like 
That's Precursor. interesting that there's no actual... We, you no. usually do have a Metacritic score, so that's yes. interesting. Good find, by the way. Thank you. Because I think I typed in Earthbound Metacritic. When I couldn't find it, I just typed it into Google and like that article popped up. So thank you, Destructoid. Yeah. I Hashtag to... not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> IGN is what I went with. Okay. So IGN Positive says, Despite its age, Earthbound introduces innovations that even today feel incredibly smart and unique. The party's health, for example, is represented by scrolling number wheels. Rather than having hit points instantly deplete with each enemy attack, the character's wheel slowly spins down until all the lost hit points have been deducted. So if a character is dealt a fatal blow, there is actually a small window to heal him before he dies. Watching that wheel spin toward zero while frantically trying to cast a healing spell is nerve-wracking, and it amplifies the sudden calm that comes each time the clock is beaten. That saved my butt on so many occasions. And there are a couple different enemies that explode at the end just to deal more damage to you. Yeah, it's a, it's cool because you, like in the time frame when this game came out, and we can cover this again later, but it's annoying. it was more annoying now than anything. But at the time frame, it was really a fun mechanic because you're like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm not going to die, but how much health am I going to have left? i got to figure out if I can survive another one of these battles kind of deal. Yes, me playing this was like, okay, I need Paula to pray, and then I would just hit, like, bash for everybody else so I could get to Paula trying to heal my people mm -hmm. or praying because I put was out of... sleep. Yes. Uh, oh, my gosh. That happened so many times. It's like mm -hmm. the second time you told me, pray with Paula, and then she put everyone to sleep. It was funny. You know, but I told you to pray with Paula in uh, the Gygus battle, and she fully rezzed your whole party. She did. That was fantastic. It worked. It worked out. So, it does. It You have some bad, but there are some really good <laughs> moments in there, too. Uh, IGN negative. Okay. The ability to avoid battles is really just an illusion of choice, as dodging combat will leave you vastly underleveled when it comes time to fight bosses. Also, enemies respawn at a punishing rate. I can't tell you how many times I cleared an area of enemies only to have them all reappear when the area went slightly off screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the enemy spawning is ludicrous in this game. It's insane. And there were so many times... This was where I could tell it was a more dated game, where if I went down a screen... And saw, like, seven of the UFOs just flying around. Or I'd go back up, like, halfway, and then come back down and then see how many UFOs were left. Like, you could tell it was kind of dated then because it was more randomized. Like, mm -hmm. you could s almost see the calculation in the back end of the game happening. Mm-hmm. It's kind of wild. It is. <laughs> it's kind of wild. But part of the game was, like, I was like, oh, no, I can't do that. You go up and you come back down and there's one enemy. You're like, I can handle that. Especially the UFOs and... Those dudes that can diamondize you. Mm hmm. Saying you needed that special herb or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. you, you only use it for that very specific reason, isn't it? Yeah, a couple specific ones. Yeah, most of the items go unused in Earthbound. Yeah, that was, yeah. I mean, I think it encouraged you when you were, when you were younger, but you and I are more focused gamers. And won't use all the items. You'll just kind of figure out how to get through. Yeah, I put a lot of them back into storage. And then by the end of the game, my storage was full with uh, What's-Her-Face's sister, Nessa's sister. Yeah, so you're dropping or selling Tracy? whenever you can. Yeah, Tracy. Okay. Yeah, that's all she's there for is to sell stuff Every time stuff. you call her, she's like, hey, big bro, it's me, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're the only person working here? That's amazing. I would agree with their, their comments, though, as a whole... 
yeah, it's, it's a dated game in that regard, though. Roxy's just at our back door. Oh, we <laughs> have the neighbor's a, dog. Neighbor's dog is here. Our dog is inside. She comes over to get treats every once in a while. She does. We have a doggy door. Earthbound, like I said earlier, it's also known in Mother 2 in Japan. Uh, hold on one second, everybody. Is that coming from the monitor? I think so. That was really odd. Anyway, known as Mother 2, uh, a JRPG with turn-based combat. Uh, you use various items, abilities, and weapons to defeat over-the-top enemies. And but I mean, when I say over-the-top, I mean just bizarre enemies. And we'll cover that in a little bit. Uh, this game was made... Again, it was to help video game players in the United States get into Japanese roleplay games. And it was a cult classic. It's one of the most popular JRPGs of all time, I, in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but it's very popular. I mean, popular enough that he was in the original Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. He was one of the characters you could play in the original yes. Smash. Yes, I remember. Because I had no idea who he was. Do, 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 yes, you do love the music. Do, do, you got do, goosebumps do, when I opened the do, emulator. Do, do, do. Now when I'm doing Smash Brothers music. I know. But yes. Oh, but Earthbound. Do, 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 do. Oh my gosh. It's so good. <laughs> the music in that game is just par none the best. Okay. Before we even cover in like all this other stuff. The enemies. Like at one point you're fighting essentially a Picasso painting, or no, Dolly painting. Salvador Dolly. Salvador Dolly-esque paintings where it's like a melting clock. That's that other world that you go into. Yeah, it's the dark world, right? Yeah. And yeah. then, But you're also fighting uh, fire hydrants. Stop signs. Stop signs. In taxis. the desert, you fight buffaloes. Those buffaloes mess you up, man. Yeah, there's uh, weird-looking dinosaurs, and there's actual dinosaurs you fight at some point. Those... I think I complained about this on the Elden Ring podcast as well. Those mushrooms that poison you mm-hmm. in like the second town you go to. Is that Tucson? Yeah. Yep. I hate them so much. They uh, they did a number on you. I was so angry. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> why hard. I didn't like Pokemon. <laughs> I also didn't like the ones where they put the mushroom on your head. Yes. That's why I did not like them. Because they messed you up in battle. The poison yes. is better than the thing on your head because you have no way of getting yes, rid of it. Yes, that's what the the confusion or whatever you yeah, want to call it. Yeah, confusion. The... It's, and it's really only around there. I think they're in a different spot, but that's like when they spread spores and you get a mushroom to grow on your head. That's so... I mean, at least you can sell them for money, but later on you don't need money anymore. So you're just trying to avoid that altogether. I had so much money at the end of the game. It mm-hmm. was ridiculous. You even bought the house that did nothing. That house was a piece of crap. It is very It bad. would go for $200,000 in today's market. It didn't have a back wall. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, oh, no back wall? Okay, I can, I can handle that. I can handle that. It, only it cost gave me you a 100. nice ocean side view. Come on. It was a, he did say ocean view. It's true. <laughs> All right. Who is your favorite character in the game uh let's specify first let's say in your party um specifically but if you have a favorite character out of your party who would that be um in party paula i just liked her skill set and she kicked so much butt her magic was ridiculous her magic was very ridiculous outside of the party Who's the Blues Brothers ripoff? Oh, the Runaway Five. Runaway Five, yeah. 
that kept getting themselves in over their heads in insane debt with wherever they were playing concerts every single night. They literally ripped off a lot of the 80s for this game, basically, and 90s. Was Blue Brothers 90s or 80s? 80s. They had a lot of 80s references in that game. When did, when did John Belushi die? Like, 84? Yeah, so the Runaway Five or the up. Blues no Brothers cares. was in the game. 82. In several off. locations, and they're how you get between certain towns. Uh, who was your least favorite character? In party and then out of party. Pooh. Don't like Pooh? No. He shows up halfway through the game. You get him. Then he leaves for like two towns, comes back because he learned this over-the-top power. And then by the end, you're like at the end of the game. Like he's in maybe a quarter of the game. Mm-hmm. I still don't like Jeff. I like Jeff less than I like Pooh. Jeff is also kind of useless. He's just kind of a battering ram. Well, he he can tank, man. Yes. He can tank, and his if you have the bottle rockets, they do so much damage. My Jeff, whatever I had him equipped with, like, Ness would take, like, 40-some damage, Paula would take, like, 30-some, and Jeff would take four. Yeah. <laughs> he, was a, he was a freaking tank. Yes. He was awesome in that regard. Yes. Pooh, the thing I don't like about Pooh is you have to find very specific items. Yeah, you for him to be viable. You can't equip him with just like a bracelet. I mean, you can. They just don't do They don't anything. do anything. Yeah, you have to get his, like the kings of kings. Yeah, the specific armor sets and the ones we were going to just mine that one area for those supermen or whatever they were called. It was already clear at that point. The yeah, I went, I went back after beating like the next area to go fight them going, oh yeah, I'm overpowered now. This will be a piece of cake. And there were no bad guys. Yeah, the ship shuts down so you don't get to fight them anymore. Yep. So I couldn't, he did not have like an actual weapon. Yeah, it's true. At the end of the game, he didn't, but he, he used him a caster anyway. He's a backup caster. For sure, yeah. He did a lot of the his uh, star storm. Psi, the psi magnet to keep his psi points And you up. use him for life up a lot of the time. He's like yeah. a backup healer, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's what he's there for. Is there any least favorite out of the party? Who was the kid that kept getting in your way? Pokey? Pokey. Yeah, yeah he he's sucked. the main bad guy. He sucked. Even over Gygus, he's kind of like the main bad guy. Yeah, he sucked. Big time. Okay, you're probably going to have to pause. <laughs> But what is the worst biome? Oh, um, yeah, I'm going to have to pause and look at the various towns. All right. Hold, please. It would help if I clicked the correct buttons to unpause that. So I would like to say that it was deep darkness just because of the stupid swamp that you had to swim through. And then it slowly took away your hit points. I don't like the swamp either. But I'm going to go with winters. Mm. because when you teleport there, you still have to walk all the way through the forest outside of Jeff's school or boarding school or whatever. Take Nessie to Jeff's dad's, was it Dr. Andonat, mm-hmm. to his lab to then go. So I got stuck in Stonehenge, basically, because I got there and missed an entire your sanctuary area like i missed an entire dungeon so i was terribly under leveled for there so i had to go back there like four times and it is not convenient to get to so i don't like winters i <laughs> i never liked foreside when i was younger i thought it was really cool i just when they steal paula 
from your party. It's really, really annoying. And that area is super hard where you have to get up to that boss and fight him with just Ness. No. You have to do the whole department With the freaking store. records. Mm. Oh. That is my least favorite. Yeah, and you told me that before we got there, while we were there, um, while we were there, while I was playing it and was sucking giving, majorly. It was giving me nightmare flashbacks. <laughs> PTSD. I, I mean, I told you, I'm like, you have, you just have to go level up. It's stupid. but I did. You, I went back out into the desert and fought the buffaloes to level up. buffaloes sucked. But you did. You went back to the desert, leveled up, and you went back, and I think you beat it in the first or second try after doing that. Second try. I got really lucky with how the bad guys generated in the department store. That's part of it, too. I think if you were able to climb all the way up and just get to the boss the first try. Or, like, if one of the four levels you had to go to had bad guys on it rather than all four, and then they rush you, like, there's no sneaking around them. Yeah, you can't get around them. They don't get caught anywhere, so you have to fight them. It's just awful. Yes. Yeah, it's hard. Mm-hmm. That's my least favorite. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite biome? Saturn Valley. Saturn Valley's so good. <laughs> They're so derpy. They're very, very derpy, and everything is free. Uh-huh, and they just they say silly things to you. Yeah, and the, is it the nut and cheese bar? Like, heals mm. you so well, and it's like $7 to buy. Like, it's ridiculously cheap. Yeah, I mean they have good items there. They have they're one of the few places that sell the Horn of Life. Yes, that you needed. What did I need that for? Oh, uh, you get it. You need seven. I needed of them the bat to get the bat. Yes. So you can buy all seven there. That's one of the only really expensive items they sell. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's a safe. It's a little sanctuary area you get to. It is. It's on, very nice on, on the way through different areas. There's also a hot spring there to There's heal you. Hot spring. The doctor. They mm-hmm. got the whole kit and caboodle and mm-hmm. stuff. I like that area a lot. I on it is still just like the opening area because it has my favorite music. That is the best music. It really is. That was my next question. What's your favorite music? And so that that one or either Saturn Valley, just because it's derpy and matches them. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna do this opposite. What was the easiest boss for you? I gotta look up bosses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I. Uh, do, I, do you have an answer? Go ahead. Uh, so I have an answer for you. Okay. And this is my guess. And the only reason he was the easiest boss for you is because you missed the second shrine. So you went back and did it and you beat him in like one hit. It was this weird mole. It wasn't the f- number That's five. I, was, I almost said rat, but no. The rat, I think he so was the, the second one. I'll tell you my favorite boss yeah. is the set of bosses that are all number three. Yeah, the moles out in the desert they say or whatever. They the third one. They always I'm say, the third strongest one. They're all the third strongest yes. one. Um, I didn't like Master Belch. Was he the hard? Was that your just your least favorite? He was my least favorite. Hardest. Theoretically, he was your easiest, but he had poisoned you already, so you were doing one damage to him, and that's when you were using Paula to re up your party. Was that the, do you fight him twice? I feel like you I fight fought him, him. You fight him two times, but you fight him time. in the swamp. Yes. But the first time you fight him is in that, uh, in the ship, I believe, or something like that. In yeah. a ship. I think so. Hmm. What? The Kraken wasn't a big deal. Starman, no. Um. 
The boogie tent. I forgot about the tent that you fight. It reminded me of the That's one of my favorite. In Final Fantasy. That's one of my favorite bosses, actually, is that one, too. The hardest one was probably the final boss, just because he's insane. That and I had to tell you what to do. You did. And you have to pray with Paula like seven times or whatever. I think it's nine. Nine. Yeah, it's a ridiculous amount because we're like, oh, we'll do this. It's like... 9 30 we'll be able to beat this and then it was like 10 25 by the time we were done mm-hmm. and i will just add on to this that had i played this game as a child and played through that ending with uh, what's his name gygus uh-huh. yeah gygus yeah uh it would have given me nightmares See, i would have thought like so when i remember when i beat it as a kid i thought my tv glitched yeah you told me that while you were while we were playing i'm like yeah i can see that back it, on the boob tube days yeah because it looked like a static it was basically colored static so i thought the game went out on me i was like what's going on did my game break no but he just looks creepy and the music is very nightmarish and the background changes and then when pokey shows up and just, mm-hmm, it's all very very weird and trippy and you're all robots at that point I remember struggling a lot in the Egyptian area. Those hieroglyphs sucked. I remember that was really hard as a kid. I don't remember that boss, but I remember that being really hard. I don't remember that boss either, and I played it like a month ago. <laughs> yeah, you did pretty well with most of the bosses. Yes. I don't... None of them were too terrible. I think the hardest one was the very first one. Getting through Stonehenge was a miserable boss area. Getting to the boss was hard. Fighting the boss wasn't too bad no, for you. No, that was probably the easiest one. <laughs> but getting to him was really hard. Getting to hard. him was so hard because those starmen were insane. And then... You had the heel robots in there that exploded on death. Yep. Yeah, those guys sucked. Oh, man. There's you really so had many... to be prepared for that area, and it's hard to prepare. Yeah. I You'll... bought And I bought a lot of rockets, bottle rockets, for the last boss, too. I remember spending, like, four hours, five hours when I was younger just over-leveling, so I'd walk through and smack most of the guys out of existence in that area. I don't blame you. I it really don't. Awful. What else? There's not. There's really not a whole lot to this game. If you really wanted to, and you sat and played through the whole thing, what, it was like 25 hours. Probably. Well, you want me to Google that? How long? Yeah, I mean, it could be longer than that. Bound. Let's see. 25 to 30 hours. Long, but not exhausting. It's yeah. That's, that's what it says. Okay. Does this game stand the test of time for you? And I know you said graphically it does, but does this game hold up as something that you really enjoyed playing as overall experience? Overall, I had a lot of fun playing this game. And I really didn't think I was going to like it because, again, I did not like Pokemon Yellow, but I played the crap out of it because I got the Game Boy Color that came with Pokemon Yellow for a birthday present, and I felt bad that I did not like the game it came with. So mm. I played a lot of that. Same with Pokemon Pinball. I hate that game. Still... And yet I keep playing it. Yeah, that's like Twizzlers. It's something you eat. You don't really candy enjoy corn. it. Candy corn, yeah. Candy corn, but you just keep eating it I anyway. Can't, I can't break the high scores. Anyway, I wasn't sure if I was going to really like Earthbound just because of that with the similar turn-based combat and the random encounters. 
but I had a really good time and it makes me kind of want to try Pokemon again. Yeah, I think trying a newer one would be a little bit more of, of a good experience for you. I can pull Pokemon Yellow out I'd from plug somewhere. It <laughs> Plugging it in. There's rumors that there's going to be uh, Game Boy emulators coming very, very soon. The Game Boy Advance got leaked, I think. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah. Pokemon Yellow might show up on there anyway. Or yeah. some of the Pokemon. Some of the Pokemon, yeah. So, uh, you're, I'm going to assume probably, but are you going to be willing to try newer JRPGs coming up? I still have no interest in playing a Final Fantasy. I don't think I would make you play Final Fantasy. What are you thinking? I don't know. I'm just asking, like, if a new JRPG comes out, I might be able to sink you into one. Probably. Okay. I'd try. I'll look. We'll well, find something. What was that game that you and I attempted to play that one night a couple weeks ago with the guns? (laughs) This is not helpful. Oh, The Ascent. I actually really liked that. I think you were not enjoying it as much. It was a lot of things, and I think it was just you understand the leveling up systems so much faster than my brain does and so you just clicked through click through click through and you're like okay let's go and i did not have time to absorb it so i was just kind of like all right i'm good yeah i mean that's something i think you'd probably sit and play by yourself and learn it better than if i'm playing with you though i I had a lot of fun playing it was was fun it was it was just a lot and very overwhelming yeah so if you found a jrpg that was not final fantasy that you wanted me to attempt to play, I would I would give it a whirl. I mean, listen, as soon as the Stardew Valley uh, new game from... Uh, Haunted Chocolatier. Haunted Chocolatier oh. comes out, yeah, that's it. I'm taking I'm, the day off work, and we're giving our son to someone, and we're just going to play that for like 14 hours. Yeah, one of our three listeners can take him for the day. Okay. <laughs> you know, play date with Bobo. Oh, Bobo. <laughs> Bobo will be playing the Haunted Chocolatier. That's I don't know. <laughs> Swap children. Uh, okay, so what do you give uh, Earthbound 1 out of 10? Uh, before you go, I'm going to say my nostalgia score for this game is yeah, still you... a, is a, is a 9. Okay. It's still a solid 9 for me. Okay. But what would you give it? I'll give you my actual rating. I would give it an 8, I think. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the same boat. Okay. Uh, after playing it again, seeing it, when you're a young kid... And you have two video games total. That's true. <laughs> because it's what your parents bought you. I had A Link to the Past and I had Earthbound. Okay. Those were the two games. I think I had Final Fantasy three as well at this point. I Don't quote me on that. Well, you're quoted because you're on a podcast. <laughs> well, don't, uh, don't hold me to that because I truly don't remember what SNES games I had. I can tell you what we had because... They're downstairs. We have all. I of took them. them all. But when you have two or three games, you it's what you play. NBA Jam. So I love NBA Jam. It's down there. I just like the flame basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would play. I played that game. I think I probably put two hundred hours into it as a kid because you just keep replaying it and replaying it over and over again, and I absolutely loved it. And again, when you're a young kid and you have two three video games at your you, disposal you always told me that earthbound was one of your favorite games yeah and i i still have it in really high regard the music still holds up i have mm-hmm. a lot of fond memories i'm don't have the patience that i would playing that game like i used to i mean maybe i do because i can play elden ring but that's a different style yeah 
in Earthbound, you're not really learning something new. You're just underleveled most of the time. Yeah, and you basically just pick and choose between, like, four different moves. Yeah. There's a lot of them, like, I did not do a lot of defensive moves at all. I encouraged that towards the end. end, At the end with uh, Gygus. And one other boss, I was like, you really should put up a shield. Yeah, the boss right before him, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, using shields. That was the only time that I used, like, shield or paralysis or anything like that. Like, I was always on the offense. I had like my four go-to moves and that was it. Yeah. So when you, again, you're not really learning too much new. You no. just have, as long as you're leveled correctly, you're, you'll be fine as a whole. Some things you just can't truck your way through. You have to kind of. Unfortunately, yes. You have to learn to uh, strategize a little bit. Yeah. But I, I, I agree with you. An eight is what I would give it. But again, in my head, Thinking about it when I was younger, even thinking about it now, I just have such fond memories of that game, and I'm really glad you enjoyed it. That's how I feel about Super Mario Three. I have three is the one with the um, Tanuki Mario. Okay, yep, with the it's it's a theater, right? It's a backdrop and stage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is it's a closed curtain at the end of each one. They literally made it so you were yes. like playing on a stage. Yeah. And that's my fond memories of that are because there was one summer where Ben and I just played the crap out of Super Mario Brothers 3. And I don't know why that sticks out in my brain. We were probably, he was probably like eight. Ben's a swell dude. <laughs> he was eight. I was 11. He's a, he's He is a swell boy. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. That's Earthbound. We are... Trying Go, to play other things. Trying to play other things. <laughs> She's playing Stardew Valley, and I'm playing Elden Ring. I'm, no offense, I'm very sick of watching you play Elden Ring. I'm so sick of the game. Oh, I could, I could, I could stick I another two hundred hours into that game. I know you I could. I have. So COVID wiping us out. Yeah. We really didn't jump into anything new because we, we went to the wedding, and then we didn't jump into anything new. And we just, we're not really going to be jumping into anything new. Not this coming week. Like, I need to play through Bug Snacks again so we can go to the island of Big Snacks. Yeah, so we can give you a Big Snacks review. And then we have uh, Horizon to jump back into. And we, then... We were going to attempt uh, Mario Golf 64. We could probably still do a review I don't on want that. to. I don't want to. I hate that game. We don't need to play all of it. You already know what we're doing. We just give it a review. We just have to wait for It'd be like a three minute long review. No, we'll get the the bun. We'll get the bun here. The bun. Benny bun bun buns. I I did not. I I keep trying to play Mario Golf because that was my brother's game growing up. He would just... I watched him play so much Mario Golf as Metal Mario. And for Christmas on his Switch, he got the new Mario Golf and... I think it was in a Snapchat, so I don't have the text conversation of it because Snapchat deletes things. But I think he said his record for the first course on the new Mario Golf was like minus 24. (laughs) Jeez, oh, Pete. Yeah. He's too good at these things. just That was his game. So I did the cheat to unlock everything so I could have Metal Mario, and and I'm still very bad at it. That's okay. I'm not good at it. And that game frustrates me more than Elden Ring. It's a different kind of frustration. Elden I, Ring, you at least understand like what's going on, but Mario Golf, you do the same thing on the same hole, and the wind's slightly different, and you just completely everything is yep. thrown off. Yeah, it's tough. Well, yeah, we're at Gaming Marriage. 
uh, on Twitter or gamingmarriage at gmail.com. Reach out to us if you have any games or suggestions for us. We'd love to have them. We are going to be diving back. I will be diving back into Horizon. Probably not in the, this coming week, but the following week. I will jump yeah, into Memorial it. Yeah, Memorial Day. I'm going to do as... I'm probably going to skip a lot of the side content. And stick to the main story. And stick to the main story unless I feel like I'm not holding up to snuff just so we can get a review out and play it. I just... Poor Horizon. <laughs> yep. Poor Horizon We'll talk about series. that again. <laughs> It just it comes out right before a really 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 big game that another open world game another open world game yeah it's just uh but i'm gonna dive back into it because i still love ashley birch with all my being she is wonderful hey ash what's your plan oh man if she makes another one of those we will be so happy we would we love those mm-hmm. <laughs> all right everybody you have a wonderful rest of the day bye <laughs>